I can hear you just fine. How about myself? Uh, I hear you just fine, Tank. Thanks for thanks for coming on. I don't know what happened with the um, the other uh, space locked up, and it closed it out. So I guess that's some of the, sometimes space kind of acts acts a little weird. So we had to start a new link. Yeah, good old Twitter problems, man. It's it's all good now, though. <laughs> good deal. Okay, so it looks like uh, people are starting to trickle in. I'm just uh, making sure the link, the updated link, is going to be out there for um, people who want to join in. I think we. We reposted a couple times. They should they should see that it's up and active. GM GM. Hey, good morning. So we have uh, looks like we have White Whale uh, is on board today. Is there anybody that needs to be invited to speak from uh, White Whale besides um, your official Twitter? No, that's fine. I'll just speak from the main account. Okay, great. So from our end, uh, Ellis Network, uh, I have myself, Hisham, I'm speaking from the main account, and then we have Mitchell, uh, co-founder Mitchell is also on the speaker list. So it looks like we're uh, starting to get some more people to trickle in, but um, we could probably go ahead and get started and then uh, as uh, as we progress, because I, th- I know we want to keep this to about 30 minutes. Um, uh, unfortunately, White Whale's um, CTO was uh, unable to attend today. So what, we'll, what we'd like to do is maybe do a, an intro today and then um, host another space with White Whale uh, when he's available uh, in the future. So uh, Tank, if you can uh, get us started. I'm sorry, I think I'm, uh, I'll be back guys. I don't know if uh, I'm getting rugged or not. Can, can anybody hear me? Yeah, okay. yeah, we can hear um, I apologize. Yeah. Let me let me reconnect. It seems that I'm having issues on my end. Let me see if I can reconnect real quick. Okay, no problem. Yeah, space is not being friendly today. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get us started. So, uh, good morning from the West Coast today, and good afternoon, good evening, or wherever you're at. Um, uh, my name is Hasham. I'm with Ellis Network, and we're pretty excited to be co-hosting today with White Whale. Um, and for uh, for the team at White Whale, whoever's represented, if you could uh, introduce yourselves as well. Yeah. Hi. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Ponzi Ninja. Uh, so usually the spaces part is more uh, Sencom, but um, he he's sick today. We were we were all at uh, Cosmoverse in Turkey, and um, yeah, he he caught the flu or whatever. So so I'm jumping in for him uh, today. All right. Thanks for thanks for being here. We appreciate you. Um, you know. Work, working with us uh despite you know the issues that we we all know that you know things happen and uh, we just we wish him a speedy recovery hopefully he'll be uh feeling better soon and be able to get another spaces going in the future so um a little background on ellis network um for those who have um maybe t- are tuning in for the first time learning about ellis um our goal is to basically be the premier next gen 
perpetual trading platform in the Cosmos ecosystem, and not just within Cosmos, although that's where we're starting, but eventually, you know, expanding um, into the entire uh, crypto space um, as multi-chain builds out over the next several years. So some of the things that we think are unique in our in our offerings as we plan for our mainnet launch include a wide range of risk uh, tolerance uh, options for our users. So we won't just be offering, you know, uh, normal uh, liquidity pr provision, um, you know, the, typical to the AMM pools that you see uh, in the industry right now, but we'll also have unique designs to include multi-asset ETF style, we call them uh, molecule pools. So for example, if you wanted to have you know, Atom, uh, BTC, and Ethereum all in the same pool, you could do that. Um, so that would kind of diversify your risk a little bit. We also have USDC lending capability. So somebody who wants to maybe take a more conservative approach and deposit USDC and earn maybe kind of a lower reward for that, more conservative, more stable, we'll have that for, for that end of the, the risk curve. And then on the far aggressive side of the risk curve, we'll have your leveraged products such as uh, margin trading. So that'll be your perpetual trading as well as uh, leverage uh, LP, which we're excited to talk about more in the future um, when that design is is uh, is uh, finally uh, pushed out and uh, users can start to use it in the, uh, in the test phase when our web app rolls out. So that's a little bit about Ellis Network. Um, to learn more about us, you can visit our website, ellis.network. And then we link to all of our various socials uh, and our Discord community, and then uh, as well as our GitHub, where you can find all of our open source code. And uh, also, uh, while you're there, you have an opportunity to sign up for the waitlist to join our web apps, which we're pretty excited. We have had about 500 people sign up so far. So looking forward to get more, uh, getting more people to sign up. We'd love to have a few thousand during our testnet phase. Um, so be the first to find out when that web app rolls out. So with that, I'll hand it over to uh, White Whale for your intro. Sure. Uh, seems like after all, I am the right guy for the spaces. I'm I'm uh, super into perp dexes uh, from an investment perspective. So I have a ton of questions after my intro. But uh, yeah, cool, uh, cool to hear. Um, so. Um, yeah, we are White Whale. Uh, for the ones who don't know us, we originally launched on uh, Terra Classic, um, trying to defend the pack. Um, that it didn't work out so well. We we were trying to defend like twenty billion in capital with forty million in liquidity. Um, but uh, the the idea behind it, I think, was was the right idea, namely to arbitrage the pack um, and democratize this arbitrage opportunity, and um, give give everybody equal access to financial tools. Um, and after after Terra crashed, um, we pivoted to a model in which uh, which we call interchain liquidity right now. Um, how you can explain this from a from a builder's perspective. So if you're a blockchain protocol um, that, I don't know, is focused on NFTs, games, whatever, um, we can provide you basic DeFi primitives. Uh, for example, a good example would be we're launching on uh, probably on UMI soon. Um, so they're a lending protocol and they want to have an on-chain DEX 
for leverage looping, for example. So we can deliver them a DEX uh, without them having to dedicate a, a team to it, you know, and uh, um, getting all uh, getting all the things in place. We are also the uh, we are pioneered flash loans in the Cosmos ecosystem, so we're gonna help them for their liquidations as well. Um, and um, another one would be uh, Stargaze, right? So they're focused on NFTs and are not necessarily focused on building DeFi primitives. So we're going to deliver them a DEX so they don't ha have to worry at all about, uh, you know, like getting up a DEX. Uh, we just uh, deliver it to them and um, th they will be hopefully happy with the product and um, how, how that looks like from a, from a user perspective. So um, you can uh, provide with um, liquidity into any of our pools um, and the the main advantage is this liquidity will be eventually so we're at uh, our v1 right now so these liquidity hubs what we call them uh, which consists of um, an amm basic amm xyk pools and flash loan vaults they are right now isolated on uh, on all these blockchains. Um, but in our V2, we will actually link them together over IBC and your liquidity as a, pro, uh, a liquidity provider will always flow where it's used most. So it's always going to be the most capital um, efficient um, strategy that you can do as a liquidity provider, which I think is a really cool concept. And uh, yeah, it's gonna, gonna revolutionize like liquidity usage and efficiency. So um, yeah, I'll stop there and uh, yeah. Uh, that's a great uh, introduction on White Whale. Um, so uh, if uh, users wanna uh, check out your website and see a little more, um, that's whitewhale.money. A uh, very, very nicely designed website. And I see that uh, you're active on six and you, you announced Stargaze. So there'll be seven chains. And I see that you have uh, plans to expand as well over to um, other chains like Archway, uh, SEI, and Secret, et cetera. So, and Neutron as well. So pretty excited to see that um, the growth and the, and the, the mission that you are taking on. Uh, fractured liquidity is one of the things that I think comes up with anybody in, in the DeFi space and trying to uh, essentially remove the friction that's involved in that process is going to be um, a massive, massive step forward for um, the, the Cosmos ecosystem and then for other chains as well. So really excited to see the work that you are putting into that. Yeah, thank you. Um, really appreciate the kind words. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm actually uh, curious. Like, do we do questions right now, or do you have an agenda? Yeah. So this was going to be a, a uh, just an intro initially to the community. We definitely will will have time for questions. Um, Tank, if you want to maybe um, take it over from here and yeah, um, kind of steer it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, first, well, let me let me double check because I've been seeming to have issues. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. I'm sorry if yeah. you can hear my kids in the background as well. So long as you guys can hear me. Uh apologize about it earlier. But yeah, I think I really obviously I've been following LS Network from the very beginning. Uh and I definitely do want to get into that just a little bit so that people can kind of better know your guys' story uh and how long you guys have been working on things. Uh I know 
uh, just because, like I said, I've been keeping uh, my finger on the pulse for quite a while with your guys' development, you know, how long you guys have been working in this space. But I think it'd be very, very important uh, to not overlook that and so that maybe you guys can, you don't have to sit and dwell on, you know, some of the, uh, the past things, but maybe better explain you know, where you guys have developed from, your guys' origin story, how long you guys have been working, the team, and, like, how you guys have come to be in the space now. Uh, yeah, I think that would be super, super important. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Real, uh, real quick, just to, for the, uh, the basic background on Alice Network, for those who are not familiar, uh, you know, we have four co-founders. We came together because we um, we saw the the promising future of the cosmos ecosystem you know and um you know we believe it's it's one of the premier tech stacks out there the 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 essentially the ability to take a uh, out of the box code base that can that can have your blockchain up and running in a matter of days and to be able to customize it to suit your needs that modular design is is absolutely fantastic and of course my favorite part of the that Cosmos SDK is the IBC capability, which I think is what's getting attention from not just our entire ecosystem, which bands us together, but also Ethereum users and other chains that are now essentially trying to uh, code to that IBC standard. That's absolutely fantastic. That's where the future is, right? To be able to have chains talking to each other. It actually does solve some of the problems we talked about earlier, like fragmented liquidity and some of these other things. So it's really cool to, to hear how White Whale is tackling that as well. Uh, so we got together and we, we've essentially been building this out for about a year now. We didn't formally start development until uh, March of this year. So we have been actually moving pretty aggressively. I think if you see the work that we're doing on our GitHub, uh, we move at a, a very uh, methodical, deliberate pace. It's, it's fast, but uh, we don't compromise things like security. So before we launch, we'll obviously make sure we have a high quality code audit from one of our uh, partners that we're talking to right now. Uh, just to give you an idea, we're, we're in communication with Halborn, Hacken, uh certic and uh, trail of bits so we're pretty excited um to uh to make that next step to main that launch and uh we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about our roadmap as we take questions and um other than that uh, maybe i'll pass that off to uh white whale maybe you guys can tell us the story of your origin as well yeah, so uh, White Whale uh, was actually founded uh, by the idea of our CEO. Uh, he, I think he back then he posted an idea to democratize the uh, pack arbitrage on Twitter. And um, th there were some developers that were super excited about the idea. I mean, that was in the golden days of terror, right? So everybody was super hyped about the uh, great ideas and stuff. So um, the team got together and and started working on on the on the arbitrage uh, pack solution, and uh, it also launched a protocol. Um, uh, the, uh, the token was launched. Uh, I I forgot how the how the mechanism called how how they uh, launched back in the day uh, i think it was like an lbp liquidity bootstrapping or whatever where the price uh, starts really high and then goes lower 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 and uh, that was really exciting to see really cool mechanism 
Um, yeah, and um, yeah, like I said, and then terror collapsed, unfortunately. And um, yeah, we we had to do a pivot. Uh, there was also some some uh, changes in the team uh, after that. And I actually personally joined after the crash. Uh, so I, I cannot speak too much about details, like how we got founded, but that's uh, like what I know. All right, thank you. So um, Tank, I know you've been uh, just absolutely fantastic for the for the cosmos ecosystem not just in terms of you know um you know providing information to users and, and really being active in in uh in getting the word out about you know the, the capabilities and the current news but um but also just to kind of uh, identify some of the weaknesses you know out there um as we are in this fledgling state uh, of all these chains kind of building out and trying to grow and, and get users um maybe you could talk to some of the uh the issues that you see early on kind of as we build out the cosmos ecosystem and kind of what you'd like to see with projects like our projects like ours as we as we tackle those problems well i think one of the you you nailed it earlier on in your discussions uh with your intro actually and just, that is just uh the fragmentation of liquidity because you know it's a liquidity war uh far and near i mean everywhere you look you're, we're all fighting uh, for basically the same value capture uh, in many different ways. Uh, and I think there's better ways to go about doing that. You know, I've had uh, many discussions with several different chains on, you know, their shortcomings um, when it comes to incentivizations, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I don't want to say the uh, intentional uh, thought process uh, behind those things, uh, but, you know, a, lo a lot of protocols uh, that we see or platforms that have come out uh, recently or through the past year and a half have definitely been, um, you know, quick to try to capture that quick flash in the pan to get the ball rolling, but really haven't really thought about the long-term sustainability for not just the user, but for themselves. Uh, and so like, I guess my first question would be for LS Network is, is what is your guys' uh, game plan for long-term sustainability as a platform? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. For us, we've identified some of the weaknesses um, from these uh, from earlier projects that we've been kind of looking at, uh, and it starts with just fundamentals, basic foundational aspects of building a blockchain that we think maybe got overlooked in the beginning because we're uh, in the middle of a very very intense bull market that allowed some of these things to to kind of build and and without any accountability. So the first example of that would be very, very aggressive, high inflation um, token distributions. So AKA tokenomics. When projects were dishing out, you know, 50, 100, 200% APRs for their stakers, it looked great in the bull market. It was, it was sustaining itself just because there were more buyers and sellers. However, you know, things came to a head because when, you know, when you actually have to back your token with some sort of value, um, you quickly start to realize that those high inflation tokenomics were only just diluting the actual market cap, the actual value of the project. And it was only taking somebody who owned that token and just diluting their, their value of their own token. So we've, we've, we have watched this in real time. It's very, very frustrating. A lot of people have become very sour on, you know, the idea of staking or just holding a token for a long time. It makes them very nervous to do that. And that's foundational to us. It's really, really important that inflation um, finally be, you know, addressed as something that is 
a a tool, but it should not be the the thing that makes somebody attracted to coming to a chain. So for us, that's why we've set our, our maximum supply to 200 million tokens. We're going to launch with 62.5 million. So inflation, of course, is a necessary aspect of, of a chain, but it will be capped. So we will we will not just simply dilute um, users. We will actually use system revenue. So that's the second part of that, the sustainability model, is instead of using your own minting of tokens to to try to essentially lure people in, what we actually want is the system itself to generate enough revenue to make it worth the user's while to to participate to participate on the platform. So the key aspect of that for us is not owning the Ellis token. It's to actually come and use the platform and accomplish what you're trying to do in the DeFi world. That's one of the reasons why we don't use the Ellis token as the pool uh, token for the DEX. We use USDC. And that's a very important distinction because nobody is forced to own the Ellis token to use our DEX. So obviously with uh, some of the changes that have come along in the Cosmos uh, SDK uh, architecture is that you can pay gas fees now and other tokens. So you could literally interact with the Ellis network DEX without ever using, without ever owning a single Ellis. You could pay your gas fees in USDC or Atom, for example, and, and we'll enable some other ones. So for us, those are very, very fundamental. Those are foundational to having a sustainable DeFi model. And the incentive then to own Ellis or participate in liquidity pools is that you will get a very healthy um, you know, portion of system uh, revenue, system rewards coming back to you. So essentially, the model will prove itself out based on, you know, it is worth my while to be a liquidity provider. It is worth my while to be a staker because the value of my the Ellis that I own or the or the liquidity that I provided is not being diluted. So that those are those are essentially our our keys to uh, to a sustainable future. But uh, I'll so, pass that on. To, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm and I'm sorry again, guys. I'm actually walking now in a very loud ball, so apologies if you guys hear the background music, but. Um, I guess what uh, I would ask is, do you think that that fits being, it seems to be now new narrative of protocol owned liquidity? Is that, is that kind of like the same thing LS Network is trying to do with with their token and, and, and incentivizing users and, and the longevity of their own platform as well? Is it, did I get wrong? Sorry, just turning my mic there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so protocol owned liquidity, I think it is a, is a separate issue. So because we're a decentralized platform, the whole goal of this is to provide opportunity in that peer-to-peer landscape. So if we were if we were purely just a protocol-owned liquidity model, we would be essentially really operating more like a centralized exchange, which we don't want to do, right? So we think that protocol-owned liquidity is, is a small step towards maybe stabilizing, right? So if you had... Um, a certain portion of the of the liquidity was actually owned by the protocol. You open up other opportunities, for example, a capital management strategy, a treasury management strategy, community pools. Um, you know, being able to interact with other chains because the revenue that you are now bringing back to your protocol, you can now build out. Um, some more opportunities with other chains. So this is actually something we've just discussed with Jack Zamplin um, in the Cosmos world is how can we actually take some of the revenue from Ellis Network that's created or generated from you know various fees? So that would be your uh, margin trading fees, your leverage LP, your land, your swap fees, and take, take a portion of that and actually send it back to Cosmos. 
because we think that that would actually be something that would be uh, mutually beneficial, not just for Alice Network, but for you know the uh, the entire Cosmos ecosystem. If we can actually help other chains in the Cosmos ecosystem based on our success, it's a win for everybody. So we love this idea. We're going to move forward with it. We're going to we're going to continue talking with Jack about it because uh, we think that he would be um, very instrumental in kind of uh, help laying out that design, but. The protocol on liquidity enables things like that. However, our 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 uh, our obligation is still to our community. So, if a user is coming to, um, you know, if we if a user wants to benefit from using the Dex, they should be able to benefit in more in more ways than just having, let's say, arbitrage free pricing on a swap. They should be able to provide liquidity and share in those rewards as well. So, we, it's a multi pronged uh, approach. We would love to, you know, it's a chicken and egg as well, right? Is people will come and provide liquidity if they see liquidity there, but how do you get liquidity there if there isn't any? So, we do need some initial seeders. There will be initial incentives. We'll be talking with uh, large um, investors or large liquidity providers or market makers um, in various. Um, you know, even we'll even be reaching out to the TradFi um, sector as well to try to get that initial seed. But by no means do we want this to be a a, a heavily weighted uh, to the protocol side. We want it to truly be decentralized and peer to peer, and with multiple participants providing liquidity. That's super interesting. That's good to know too. There's, um, yeah, I like that. I, I really do like that. I like that you guys are taking that approach and and you know not just putting it all on. Uh, a dual, you know, but like you said, it's a multi-pronged kind of approach. But um, I'm interested to know, like, with White Well, how does uh, I, I know there's a lot of synergies, but how do you guys see White Well and LS Network maybe collabing? Am I being? Are you, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. It's was that for me? I I guess it was for me. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that's super interesting. So uh, if I understand this correctly, you guys launch your own chain, right? Yes, we're layer one. Yeah, are you guys going to be permissioned or permissionless? We will. Um, we are moving towards permissionless. So uh, we we not only will you know host our own um, suite of applications. Eventually, we'll allow permissionless listings, and then for um, other other uh, entities that want to build applications on our chain, they'll be absolutely free to do so. So that's definitely on our roadmap. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know how how your liquidations mechanism will work, but we can uh, essentially uh, democratize the liquidation process there as well with our flash loan vaults that that would uh, that would be one that comes to mind immediately um yeah the and also yeah i i think it's a really cool model you guys are more or less if if i understood that correctly uh following the gmx model from a liquidity provider perspective right uh, very very similar in design yeah so our our margin trading um uh, module is uh, is custom built, so so we have um, built that essentially from scratch. Uh, we have looked at GMX um, from the in the terms of like sustainability because they they do a very very good job of actually uh, essentially balancing the, the the profit loss. So if you look at you know the, even even on even on days where um, 
where users may be taking more out of the system than, than they're putting in just due to a lot of successful trades. They do a very, very good job of managing that, managing that over time. And they have, a, they have a, a essentially no slippage model when they, when they have swaps. So it makes them very popular with, uh, with, with users to interact with. And so for us, we, we really like what they've done and we want to essentially take that to the next step by doing an arbitrage free model which um, I think is very exciting. So what this is going to do essentially is because we, we're uh, taking multiple Oracle inputs, our pricing is really, really is going to be absolutely like um, it will not be something that anybody can manipulate because we're pulling from essentially three or more Oracles and aggregating the price. So there won't be any manipulation allowed on our decks in terms of moving price. But what will happen is if there's a if there's a price discrepancy among other markets where arbitrage traders are trying to move liquidity from those um, exchanges and bringing them over, we're essentially not we're essentially rewarding the liquidity providers on the arbitrage opportunity rather than the, the arbitrage trader themselves. So it, arbitrage trading will still exist because people can still come and take the liquidity off of Ellis and move it, for example, to Osmosis or to Kajira, et cetera, if they if they choose to do so, but the liquidity providers will actually get the benefit of that versus the trader. And that's that's to us really, really important for not just protecting the pools, but for incentivizing to, uh, people to be long-term uh, liquidity providers. That's interesting. So essentially, you're taking away the impermanent loss then for the liquidity provider, right? We, yeah, we address that in a number of ways, right? The first, the first way is obviously by using USDC um, as the pool pair. And yes, of course, it can depeg, and we, we recognize the risk involved in that as well. But it is the least volatile option in terms of um, having a liquidity pair. So that's the first step, right? So, so you minimize that side of the uh, impermanent loss equation. The other part is uh, using our um, arbitrage fee oracle pricing model. We we have a, a custom design that that is not necessarily using the same fixed weight AMM model that you, that essentially was made famous by let's say Thorchain and eventually Osmosis etc. We will still have those types of pools available for people, but we're going to a dynamic weighted model, so it actually will move the curve a little bit better. And it's actually one of the ways that we um, are solving fragmented liquidity as well. So we'll allow for like, for example, somebody who's trying to make a small trade in a small pool, they typically are turned off by it with, um, with things like slippage and price impact. So we will eliminate that from the equation, even with a small pool. So it's going to require a little more, um, a little more work in terms of like moving liquidity in and out to at least keep those pools balanced. But we, we, uh, we have that uh, design uh, that'll be um, explained further in our documentation when we put that out. So, um, so uh, and then of course, anybody who wants to see how that works from the code side, um, our, our, our code base is, uh, is completely open source on GitHub. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, how do you see, because perp DEXs also are highly in demand right now, but uh, there are also like a bunch of perp decks that, that are launching right now, even in the Cosmos ecosystem. Levana just recently launched, and I think DYDX is the launch is imminent. How do you separate yourself from, from these uh, other perp decks? And um, yeah, do you think it's going to be a winner takes all, or is it like. Uh, I don't know, uh, some people might prefer this model, other people might prefer this model. 
<laughs> you just beat yeah. me to my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a that's a really great question because uh, DYDX coming over from Ethereum, it's been pretty interesting. We we've talked with a lot of uh, investors and a lot of you know different people who are very prominent in the crypto space, and they're all you know asking themselves the same question: Why would somebody leave Ethereum, which is where all the revenues at, all the TVL, all the liquidity, to come to Cosmos, where there's a struggle, right, to kind of bring TVL? And I think they are seeing this the same future that we see right there's a vision right and you can and we can all see it playing out the difficulty is waiting it out waiting for it to happen and i'm not saying sitting there waiting doing nothing i'm saying essentially putting your head down and building while that tbl starts to build in the ecosystem so obviously as you guys all know i mean one of the most exciting things to happen in a very very long time in cosmos is uh native usdc via noble chain right so i mean that alone right there is is so foundational and and such an important prerequisite for what's coming over the next several years. So I don't really worry so much about winner take all or or you know there's people are only going to gravitate to one platform because we've just laid the foundation. We've essentially built a, a super wide highway for many many platforms to succeed. That was a prerequisite that was necessary and it was missing up until September. And then of course you have you know, uh, native USDT tether coming to Kava. So that's going to be coming over the next few months, hopefully. And now you'll be able to kind of complete that, that liquidity um, foundation that's necessary, right? It's not, it's not the actual liquidity that's coming in. You're just building the roads for the liquidity to come in. And that, that's such a huge thing because now you're opening up opportunities for your institutions, you know, your, your family offices, your, um, hedge funds right those are going to be the ones that are going to be utilizing this this new tool because they for example if you're a circle business um account holder you can now uh you know you never had an option to really come into cosmos and now you do so with that said i know it's kind of a long long setup there with that said do i think dydx and ellis and three or four other platforms and osmosis and kujira and all of them can all succeed i think the answer is yes but it's it's not gonna and we're not going to have to worry about fragmented liquidity at that point because we'll have you know essentially over a five ten period a five ten year period we'll have a few trillion dollars in the cosmos ecosystem right it won't be about um oh is liquidity coming it's coming it'll be about other things user interface user experiences are we giving the users the tools that they want are we giving them the products that they're actually asking for versus us telling them what they want right so it's going to be a really really important time for us to actually have an interactive dialogue with our users, which is why we want so many people signing up to test our platform out, because we want this thing before we ever launch it to address all of the concerns that people have had over the past couple of years. So that's kind of the approach we take. So, and, and we wish everybody success, right? I think White Whale, I think the way that you guys are tackling it is fantastic. I think that, you know, DYDX coming over is so huge, especially for getting that visibility from Ethereum users. I mean, this is a really, really fantastic time, but it's going to take a few years. And I think if people are patient enough to to be a part of that effort as we go forward, it, it's really, really going to pay big dividends over the next five, 10 years. Yes, Tank. It's, uh, I do have another question. It's probably on everybody's mind. Uh, with all of these options that are going to be coming out, um, is there any chance that US residents are going to be geo-blocked? Is anybody going to be geo-blocked? 
Yeah, that's a that's a, a really, really excellent question. Um, you know, the regulatory framework um, that we have to deal with is unfortunately very restrictive in the US. There will be certain features that will not be available to US users until we have better, uh, a clearer regulatory picture. So uh, that's unfortunate, but that's something that essentially everybody has to comply with. So uh, even somebody like a like a DYDX and, and those other platforms are gonna face the same restrictions. But we will still have some things available, and we obviously um, consult with our legal team, and they will um, they were they're going to keep us um, from doing anything that we're, we're going to regret. Let's put it that way. So uh, we're going to do this methodically. We're going to do this carefully. We're going to do this very clearly with our with our communities. We're not going to essentially like promise anything that we can't actually go through with. So the reality is, we do have to wait for the regulations to kind of catch up to the what's actually happening in crypto. Um, but again, everybody, everybody is dealing with that right now. And, uh, and we'll, we'll clearly communicate that. I also want to, uh, hop in. Hi guys. My name is Mitchell. Um, I did want to kind of build on that. Um, cause we are dealing with that with our, with our legal team. Here's, here's what I'll say. We, we take it very seriously. And, you know, a lot of the rules we think are, you know, a lot of bureaucratic red tape that's totally unnecessary. And that's absolutely true. However, um, it's in place right now. And so we need to think about longevity. And if we're going to be true to the community and build a platform that is truly sustainable, it can't just be based on tokenomics, which, I mean, it took months and months to come up with the right tokenomics, but it's got to be more than that. It's got to be when they, when we finally apply to be, you know, headquartered somewhere in the U S when that day finally comes and it will, we don't know when, but we, they're going to look back and they're, they're going to say, what did you do so far? And we're going to have to answer for that. And it's it's going to be out in the open. So we want it to be available to everybody. We know it will be absolutely. Um, so, but we're going to do it the right way. Um, we're going to try to get to everybody we can. Um, and but you know we have to stay within the lines, and we have to focus on longevity. And that's like the true gift to the community. We're we're going to always be here. Yeah, and it is smart. I I just want to add. I know I myself. You know, I'm in the states, uh, and it does suck, but it, it's smart. And I. I would implore everybody else that is launching, like, you know, to take it very seriously. And I, I do appreciate the fact that you guys are taking it very seriously and thinking of the long term. Um, eventually, you know, regardless, the U.S. users will be able to use all of the features. But, hey, we'll sit back. We'll, we'll see what we get to play along with uh, earlier on. And then we'll reap, uh, we'll reap the, the benefits of all of everybody's hard work later on as well. So good for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, a real quick note after that. Um, it, it could be a quick short-term gain, right, for us to just hop on and say, hey, everybody can use it. Um, we're, we're definitely not going to do that. We're going to ease into it. We're going to make slow, carefully, you know, slow, well-thought-out decisions. We're going to be very strategic in the thought of longevity and sustainability. Um, and we want everybody to use it. And if, you know, if, if, if somebody is on it and they find a way around, you know, uh, different parameters and they can get on, then sure, you know, we're, we, you know, that's, that's up to them, but we're going to do our part and we're going to have, you know, disclaimers and we're going to geoblock. And of, of course, everybody's going to do what they do. If you know what I mean? Yeah. And I assume you're going to geoblock the front end only, right? Because this, uh, the contracts are available for everyone. Uh, the, the front, yeah, the front end, um, we're going to have some um, decentralized options for the front end. So while we can host our own front end, um, someone else can also host. So, for example, um, if if a if a validator wants to wants to put up a front end that um, also connects to Ellis, right? We we certainly would 
would be okay with that. So um, the geo the geo blocking will will have to be something that I think we'll have to have like a, a very dynamic conversation with anybody who is hosting the the front ends that they're aware of the same risks or um, or where the validators, for example, where they're based out of, et cetera. So um, I, I I wish I could give a better answer on that because. Uh, that's it, 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 it really depends a lot on where the validators are, where the infrastructure is, um, who's hosting the front ends. But yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to we're not going to circumvent compliance. It will, that, that's that's the key takeaway is that we, we will do everything we can so that if we're ever looked at, um, that we were doing everything we could to to follow the intent of, of, of the regulations. Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, we're looking into uh, decentralizing our front end right now as well, uh, because we we want to be immune against uh, regulation, and um, that that's certainly a, a route to go to. I mean, it, theoretically, you if if someone were to deploy a super cool front end that it, that is not based in the United States. You you cannot really <laughs> stop him, right? I I guess there's no one stopping stop, stopping someone else give, giving access to your application uh, that that lives in another country with another rule uh, with another rule set, right? Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I, and I you know, I'm not an attorney. I, I certainly defer uh, all of this type of conversation to uh, people with legal expertise who are specifically working in this industry. But this would actually be something that I think would be a very beneficial space to have in the future. And I don't know, Tank, if you have any attorneys that are well-versed in the crypto industry, it would be really, really cool to actually have a legal team come and um, co-host a space and we could simply have that education, you know, um, out, out in the uh, out in the space level, right? So, so, so people can ask questions directly to attorneys. I think that would be actually a really, uh, really beneficial educational experience. I have some uh, I have some good attorneys. I don't know if they're any good at, at crypto or blockchain, but I would love to be on that on that call. Yeah, maybe maybe we can try to set something up in the future, kind of like make make it like a, a legal legal framework. Uh, space where users can come and ask you know certain questions about things like geoblocking you know uh, i live in this country um you know what can i and can and can i not do based on current interpretation of law etc i mean i think it would just the, the whole goal is right we do have an obligation to to enforce or to be to um to ensure compliance but we also don't want to leave users out in the dark you know we, we want them to be aware like that that's you know that here's why we're doing it and here's how you can protect yourself as well because we don't want a user to be liable either right so um i, I think it's really important um and this is this is kind of identifies that there's there's so much lacking in terms of the crypto industry as far as um you know getting those interpretations and the and the regulations out there for compliance but yeah that, that's still a few years away but um yeah it sounds like everybody here is on board with the with the idea of trying to do the right thing and and being able to to look back and, and validate that you did the right thing versus, oh, well, we were trying to look for loopholes kind of thing, right? We we would never take that approach because it, it risks the long-term viability of what we're trying to do here. But uh, for uh, White Whale, I, I do have a question for, for you guys. I, I just saw that you guys are also getting involved in uh, USDC pools. Um, can you speak to uh, your efforts there and on how, um, 
how that came to be and and why you guys chose USDC? Yeah, uh, that that's a really good question. Actually, <laughs> we have a lot of internal uh, discussions about uh, which stable coins to use because, like uh, you mentioned it before, Kava. Uh, I, I think they're already launched native uh, USDT. Then you have Exla USDC, which is already kind of wi widespread in the Cosmos ecosystem and has some a certain status by now. And I also think. Exla USDC has actually some advantages over native USDC because you can bridge it super easily to other ecosystems like Ethereum. Um, so for uh, people that are truly multi-chain and not only Cosmos, uh, that's an advantage as well. And then we have obviously a native USDC uh, launched, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. So um, I think the the route that we are going because uh, we are actually uh, plan planning behind the scenes. I uh, the the code is already ready for this. Uh, we are planning on launching a three pool in which we in will include all of these options. And I think that uh, and this is going to be an interchain pool that we will deploy on all the chains that that we are live on right now so i i think that's going to be a really good it, it will give users uh, the options that they prefer because i think when it comes to stable coins there's really no right answer right i mean if you want to be most legally compliant you, you're going to be in usdc if you want to do uh, really cheap fast transactions peer-to-peer uh, -peer, you're gonna tend towards uh, usdt and if you're if you want to bridge really easily you can uh, choose excel usdc so uh, i think th this uh, three pool where you can always uh, choose your option is is a really good way to go but actually curious how how you uh, guys think about that yeah, for us, um, USDC was um, kind of seen as a gold standard. So that was initially why we selected them and we knew they were going to come to market first. Uh, we have a good relationship with Noble and we really love the work that Yelena and her team are doing over there and just really, really impressed. Um, and having the backing of, a, of, uh, of Circle, I think, um, is really important for that next leg of liquidity coming in because institutions do trust circle right and, and your larger funds your family houses has funds etc they trust circle tether uh we don't we don't have necessarily any opinion on tether right now because we do think that you know that once that liquidity comes in on the tether side on usdt that it certainly could um, end up on our roadmap. So we're not we're not opposed to it, and we're certainly uh, not going to be against you know against having it on our decks in the future. But for our initial launch, we'll be using all USDC pools. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it all depends on your audience, right? Who who do you want to attract to to your platform? Um, and and if if that is more investors on the institutional side, I uh, USDC is definitely the right way to go. That is true. There's um, there's definitely um, there's definitely some users who prefer one or the other, and and our goal is to have that complete suite of offerings for users. So it, it may kind of um, allow us to kind of take a, a harder look at it and and see if it if it's the right for it, fit for us. I, I do think your design of, of being able to kind of use it either or is 
is unique and it's uh, I think it might attract a lot of uh, attention. So I will we'll be curious to see how that how that goes with White Whale. I'll definitely be watching that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I believe in the multiple choices. Um, we're definitely doing what we're doing right now strategically. Um, there's there's a chance that later on we may have pools, uh, you know, paired with Bitcoin as well. Um, something that's a, you know, we're going to listen to the community is what it is, and so we're not going to have a single point of failure. I think, you know, it should always have. You should have options, you know, and I love that. So yeah, props to White Whale. Um, we're excited for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at this point, I think we could, we could probably open it up to questions from the audience if, uh, if anyone would like to raise their hand and ask a question. Do we have anybody? I just want to make sure here. Okay, do we get any written questions? I think there are. Oh, sorry, do you, do you see anybody with their hand raised? No, I, I don't. I said I, I think they're oh. just all taking it in at the moment processing it. <laughs> it, it it was a lot to cover i, I feel like we, we definitely um, got through a lot more than i thought we were going to uh so um tank if do you have any any other questions for us before we uh, maybe make some closing remarks no no um uh, i would love to actually do a follow-up uh where we get kind of more into the weeds uh, as far as like the roadmap and you know tokenomics and stuff like that kind of things that we've uh I want to say we brushed on because we did cover quite a bit, but I, I would love to kind of double back on, a, on another space if you guys are up for it um, sooner rather than later, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, whenever whenever uh, White Whale, um, you know, can can get their team on and then we'll have um, our uh, our co-CEO on to kind of get into the more structural side of, of our design, I, I think that would be fantastic. We'd love to do this in the future. Great, great. Yeah, awesome. Let's get that on the books. Let's get everybody uh, together and hopefully Sin can uh, start feeling better. Hopefully he starts turning that curve. Yeah, that, that sounds really awesome. Uh, Sencom is really the, the expert when it comes to tokenomics. So uh, that, that's going to be a good one for sure. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Mitchell, I know that, uh, you know, we, I, I wish we, you would have had more opportunity to speak because um, uh, I, know, I know you are have a lot to say about Ellis Network. So how about uh, you take us out? How about this? I'm really happy everybody's here. Yeah, so we're here, we're building Ellis Network. We truly believe in it. And yet when I listen to uh, White Whale, I can hear the same. And I hear just like, you know, the genuine questions, the genuine answers. And I, and I truly feel like everybody here is trying to do the right thing after, you know, so many missteps we saw over the last couple of years. And, you know, there's nothing, you know, better that we can do is just get back up and make it right. And uh, I'm happy, man. I don't, I don't think it's a, we're not competing against ourselves in this little space. You know what I mean? We're not competing against each other. What we're doing is we're showing people an alternate way to handle finance, you know, and there's a lot more people that are outside of this space. So let's, you know, grind our heels in, let's dig in, let's keep building and let's build something super badass and let's start bringing people over and eventually we'll get the web twos. So no, I mean, we're not going to be competing with anybody. Of course, friendly competition, sure, but lots of spillover and lots of new people coming in. So, I mean, right now I have goosebumps and I'm super, super excited. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining. All right. Thank you again, everyone. Really appreciate your time. Uh, you know, th these are these are so uh, beneficial for us we, because we love the feedback that our users give us, especially when they come over to our Discord and, and ask uh, more questions. So please, please, we encourage you visit um, the websites for Ellis Network, White Whale DeFi, and 
bring us your questions, get involved, you know, let us know what you want to see in the future of sustainable DeFi. You know, that's what we're here for. So thank you again, everybody. Really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to see you on the, seeing you all in the next one. Right on. Later, guys. Take care, guys. Ciao, ciao. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the high Stage. Like the shit is played for keeps clowns White knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the street Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.